This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on your power bill, to use technology wisely, and to live a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles. Welcome to Energy Matters. Energy Matters Live. My co-host is always Casey Boyce. Casey? Hey, Tim. Great to be with you, as always. Hey, there's a lot of exciting things happening out there in in the energy world. And you and I talk about these every week on Energy Matters as our show goes not only throughout the state of Georgia and a number of different markets, but now by podcast out all over the U.S. and the world. And we've had, Casey, uh, a lot of very smart people come through our studios. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to showcase the the intellect and the the passion and just the cool things that people in Georgia are doing. And, you know, COVID has been bad in so many ways. But one of the things that's been really nice about it for us is that we've gotten the ability to bring in people to our virtual studio that we wouldn't have been able to bring into our Athens area studio, studio otherwise. We've had folks from Australia. We've had folks from Texas, California. Uh, so that's been a really nice uh, benefit of this. Casey, coming out of 2020 with with COVID, and this particular show will air you know, just early in January of 2021, um, it's been a it's been a strange year, but as we think about what's ahead in 2021, I think there's some definite things that we can probably predict with some degree of certainty that are going to be talked about and moved forward. I mean, is that is that too bold? No, not at all. I mean, one of the things that we've been talking with our clients about is, you know, how 2020 kind of accelerated things five, 10 years into the future. And so we're going to see a lot of that come to fruition next year. You know, as we, I'd like for us during the segment to take five energy trends that I think we're going to see and kind of, kind of unpack them a little bit. And uh, Casey, I want to start with with the fact that we're going to see more batteries. And I'm not talking about Energizer Bunny AA batteries. I'm talking about lithium-ion batteries, other chemistries. We're going to see it in containers uh, supplementing the grid. We're going to see it in cars. Uh, we're going to just we're, we're going to see these grow in, in popularity, and we're going to see them decrease in price. Absolutely. Yeah. I just saw something the other day uh, looking at the decline in pricing for lithium ion batteries, and they're now right around the $100 per kilowatt hour mark, which is what uh, experts, and and that's not me, by the way, but uh, what experts are saying is what's necessary to get price parity between electric vehicles and gas vehicles. So I I think that's going to accelerate. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, even beyond that, the ability to put batteries in your home, the ability for utility to put batteries, big batteries on the grid is huge and starts to move us away from what we've talked about a number of times on the show where you've got to produce enough electricity at the moment that it's demanded to being able to have a buffer within the system and store renewable energy when you know the wind's blowing uh, or the sun's shining uh, and then release that back onto the grid when those things aren't happening. Batteries may not be prime time yet in the sense that we don't know everything about them. We haven't had them operating on every duty cycle for a long period of time in order to know, okay, these are going to last three years. These are going to last seven years. Yeah, we know what the warranty is, uh, but I mean, we still have some research to do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um but they've been out long enough that we have some idea of how they're going to perform. And really, the the risk there is kind of a financial one that you're highlighting, right? If you're putting an asset into place and you're saying, OK, that's going to be there for 10 years uh, and then it conks out in year eight. Well, you know, then you've got another big capital cost that you weren't expecting. Um, so certainly something to see. But, um, you know, I, I think we've we've come a long way. And with the prices decreasing, that that helps the financial case. Those of you that are looking for a technology to invest in, we're uh, you know, we're pretty excited about batteries. Casey, RNG, renewable natural gas. I mean, we're hearing more and more gas companies talk about this, but we're also hearing customers ask for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a client that's a natural gas utility in the middle of the country, and they actually have a city that said, hey, we want you to serve us up with 100% renewable natural gas. And they can't do that right now, but it's something their customer is asking them to do for the community. And the thing that's fascinating about renewable natural gas is that there are a lot of untapped sources for it. So we've talked on the show before about using chicken litter, which there's plenty of uh, to create renewable natural gas. You know, you can use hog manure, which the Carolinas have a lot of to create renewable natural gas. Same thing even with landfills. Uh, there's a, a renewable natural gas uh, capture pro- uh, process happening at the DeKalb County landfill, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you know, you've got to have the right price point uh, in order for companies to make this kind of investment because it is more expensive than, you know, than generating, you know, low-cost electricity from utility-scale solar or from just natural gas, methane, coming in on the pipeline. So I think regulators are going to have to work with their legislature and others to tout the benefits of this. And we need companies chiming in saying, hey, this is a valuable commodity and we would pay a little bit more for it, maybe. Uh, Absolutely. I, I think there is uh, there is an adder that, that gas companies can get for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I mean, gas companies are realizing that they need to contribute to uh, something else we'll talk about in a little bit, right? The, the issue of climate change. Um, and so they're looking at how do they use their systems and what they deliver uh, to do that in a, a really meaningful way. Our third trend that we're looking at is more electric vehicles. And I'm sitting at the Georgia Capitol now. My electric vehicle's out on the charger in Liberty Plaza. Casey, you've got a couple of EVs. And I mean, we were early adopters, but the manufacturers are definitely making it easier for more people to feel comfortable buying an EV. Yeah, there's something like 100 new EV models that are coming to market in the next couple of years. And the thing that's really exciting to me, Tim, is the fact that they're in segments that people want to buy. So the early EVs like you and I have the Nissan Leaf or the BMW i3 were kind of small and kind of quirky. I loved mine, by the way. I love my i3. Um, And I know lots of people that love their Leafs. But electric pickups are going to be huge. There's now a handful of uh, electric SUVs out on the market. Um, So, you know, these things are are really enjoyable to drive. They're making them now in segments that people want to buy them in. And they're coming down in price, like we talked about from the battery standpoint. You know, some of these are very reasonable uh, in terms of, I think the average new car price is something like $35,000, $37,000. You can get in an EV for, you know, $20,000 after the tax credit. So um, definitely exciting times. And my guess is you'll see an extension in this federal tax credit and possibly other incentives. So that's number three. Our first one was more batteries. Second one was more RNG, renewable natural gas. The third trend that Casey and I see is more EVs. The fourth one, Casey, is more talk or rhetoric policy about CO2 and about climate change. And I'm not necessarily excited about that, but I do think it's coming. Yeah, you know, the Climate change is really something that is a broken market in my mind. So this idea that you can pollute the air um, and that nobody's really harmed by it, right, is, is it's considered an externality in ec- economic terms. Well, what we know and we've known for a while is that CO2 does actually harm people over time with changing climate. It changes, you know, growing seasons and it changes, you know, the intensity of storms and all of that. You know, we've seen that over the past year. And so we really need to figure out how do we fix this broken market, whether it's through, you know, some of the policy uh, things that, you know, Democrats certainly are, are advancing with the incoming Biden administration. There certainly are uh, ways of addressing it from a more market-based uh, standpoint, though those haven't gotten traction. But, you know, as a regulator, Tim, what's your take on, you know, how you respond to this? You know, my fear is that Congress may impose this system that adversely affects the way that we do business here. I mean, if, honestly, it's just a selfish viewpoint that I have because I am, you know, elected here in Georgia to serve our ratepayers, and I'm just concerned that there's going to be a policy that somehow hampers, hinders, hinders handcuffs Georgia. Uh, so, uh, but I do think it's coming, Casey, and and the fact that we built new nuclear reactors, I think, uh, really will inoculate us from, you know, from the damage that 
that a policy like that could have caused to us. Well, certainly that's good. We'll we'll see how things shape up over the next uh, year or so, and I'm I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the show again. <laughs> Our last trend that we see today is just more money being spent on all of the above: batteries, RNG, EVs, climate policy. I, I think that this is a you know it's a top three issue. I mean, am I being too bold, Casey? Top three issue in in many minds. No, not at all. I mean, if you look at how Europe has responded to COVID, they put a lot of money into these technologies. And even the the most recent stimulus that passed Congress had quite a bit in it for clean energy, both deployment and R&D. Um, so, you know, taking a look at what we need to do to address the climate crisis. And, you know, that involves spending money on things. And, you know, as Jigger Shaw, uh, who's the president of Generate Capital, says, you know, it's the biggest wealth creation opportunity in our lifetimes. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of private sector dollars spent on it, a lot of public sector dollars spent on it. Um, I, I think this trend is is definitely something we'll be seeing over the next year. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks, today on this first segment. We hope that you've enjoyed Energy Matters. Uh, as always, catch us um, on WGAURadio.com to hear more back episodes. I'm Tim Eccles and Casey Boyce. You're listening to Energy Matters. COVID-19 has changed everything, even buying a car. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, not only sanitizes every car, but you can buy it online and they'll trailer it to your home anywhere in Georgia and surrounding states. They've used electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and traditional hybrids. Check out the inventory at ev-hybrid.com. That's ev-hybrid.com. They have a three-day loaner period as well if you want to make sure electric works for you. Check them out at ev-hybrid.com. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Green Power EMC. From the suburbs to rural farming communities, Georgia is enjoying the benefits of a more sustainable future through the power of solar energy. Available from 38 of Georgia's member-owned electric membership cooperatives, or EMCs, these not-for-profit utilities are harnessing the sun's energy to bring clean, renewable, and affordable electricity to 4.2 million Georgians. For more information, visit www.greenpoweremc.com or contact your local EMC. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Energy Matters. I'm Tim Eccles, your host. I'm a public service commissioner here in the state of Georgia. My co-host, as always, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? Hey, good, Tim. Good morning to you. Hey, we've got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a fast-moving segment, Casey, because we're going to be talking about uh, 10 energy projects that folks can, you know, can be a part of, energy saving tips, if you will, for 2021. We're going to count them down. So uh, why don't you kick us off uh, with number 10? Well, something that you did and talked about on the show a while back, counting your light bulbs and replacing them with energy saving compact fluorescents or even better LED light bulbs. How many lights did you have in your house, Tim? I think I had 45 in my house and I had maybe five compact fluorescents. I think I had one incandescent in my master bedroom closet and the rest were LED. Very nice. And you can even get a rebate from a lot of power companies around the state too, if you do this. Yeah, I think a lot of utility marketplaces actually sell 
LED bulbs and give that instant rebate, right? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, if you're a Georgia Power customer, just go on their website. Uh, you can take that, take a look at that, uh, buy your bulbs there. Even uh, Home Depot or, or other big box stores, you can get discounts there. Tim, speaking of discounts and rebates from power companies, what's, uh, what's number nine on our list? Yeah, it's an energy audit from your power company. I know Georgia Power provides those free of charge. Some EMCs do. Uh, and in, it, it is it is not the most comprehensive energy audit that you could pay for, but they are going to look at your HVAC system and to see if they think it's running too much. They're going to look at your bulbs. They're going to look at possible uh, air loss uh, and Casey, I know I had this done on my Winterville house, the house that I had solar thermal on, and the power company found that my downstairs HVAC unit was running too much. We wound up getting it replaced um, by the home warranty company once Georgia Power had alerted us to this, and, and it was all good. Nice. Yeah, and this is definitely a good place to start if you're not sure where to start saving money. And by the way, and, and you can probably talk to this too, having done it, it makes your house more comfortable, right? Because you're eliminating drafts and things like that. It's, it's just a good place to start and, uh, and save money and, and enjoy a better life. Yeah, that's right. Number eight is a digital thermostat that you can get from your utility marketplace. GeorgiaPower.com has them. And Casey, you've got the Ecobee. You've been pleased? Yeah, I've been pretty happy with the Ecobee. So we've got one upstairs, one downstairs. And one of the cool things about Ecobee is that it gives you these little sensors. They're about the size of a matchbox and you can put them around your house in different rooms. So if you've got areas that are always too hot, too cold, whatever, um, it'll read the temperature, bring it back into the thermostat and it'll actually follow you around. So if you're, you know, say I've got one in my office here, uh, you know, it'll read the temperature and it'll only heat it up or cool it down when I'm in the office using it. So pretty cool technology. Yeah, the other, and I know the word tariff is not really a word that people are used to using. And we think about the tariffs we're charging China, you know, for goods. But the the rate, uh, there's a lot of folks don't know that they have a choice in this. And Casey, you've you know, you and me both, depending on the house that we've lived in, you know, we've analyzed that. We've selected a time of use rate uh, when it was appropriate. I am not on a time of use rate now with Jackson EMC because I didn't feel like that it was worth me uh, having to turn my HVAC unit off, which is what you have to do sometimes to make this really do do great payback. But you, you're on one right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'm on a time of use rate, and I don't really have to worry about that too much because we can pre-cool our, our house in the summer, and it stays pretty uh, comfortable throughout the, the peak period. And we've got solar that covers that peak. So uh, definitely a good rate for us, but it's not for everyone. And there are a lot of different choices. And so you know, take a look uh, and see if you could save some money by going on a new rate. You know, you're I was I was on uh, a call with some folks from Savannah recently, and we're going to create a sustainability tour of homes in Savannah. If we were doing that in Atlanta or Decatur, your home would have to be on there. Congratulations for all the cool things that you and your family are doing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's It's been nice. And, you know, like I said earlier with the energy audit, it, a lot of it's about comfort, right? I mean, for us, sustainability is important, but it's nice to live in a really comfortable, quiet home. Number six is Georgia Power's temp check program and this is something that you sign up for and you allow them to cycle your HVAC system I think 10 times in the winter 10 times in the summer at at will they give you a heads up on the app both the Georgia Power app and your thermostat app you have to have a smart thermostat to do this but Casey you get a $50 rebate and then you get another rebate if you buy the by the thermostat from the power company. So it's something, Casey, I want us to talk more about this and and look at the data as we get more and more folks on this to see what the satisfaction rate is. Yeah, and I think we'll have an upcoming episode where we're going to be talking a bit more about this program so listeners can tune back in uh, soon to hear more. Uh, But yeah, if if you use our number eight suggestion and get one of these uh, digital thermostats uh, from a utility marketplace, uh, check out the TempCheck program, uh, see if it might work for you. Yeah, the fifth one, uh, Casey, is Energy Star appliances for any new replacements that you do. You know, around Super Bowl time, uh, for example, people often, there'll be a run on TVs, new LED TVs. 
Uh, if you do have to replace a refrigerator or uh, or or washer or dryer. Why, Casey? What 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 is what is the big deal? Well, so Energy Star appliances have uh, met certain certifications to use less energy, and in some cases, water, like for a, a washing machine or a dishwasher, than their regular counterparts. So not only is that better for the environment, but by using less, then you end up saving money. So it, it ends up being a good deal for you. And there are lots of different models out there, so you're not really kind of pigeonholed into something that looks funky. You can find Energy Star appliances, TVs, whatever to meet, uh, you know, just about anything that you want to do and you'll save some money. Yeah, number four is if you have two cars, get an EV for one of them. Now, I know, Casey, you, your family has two EVs, and that is, I mean, there's probably not 50 people in Georgia that have two EVs out of 10 million people. So you are the gold standard here. But, you know, I've been all about getting people just to dip their toe in the water, right? For us, it started when we traded my wife's BMW i3 for a Prius. She didn't like the BMW. It was a used one anyway. It was 2006, and we traded it straight up for a 2006 Prius. And that started her on the process of learning to drive in a smarter way. And then we went from there to a Nissan Leaf, got another Nissan Leaf, a Kia Soul, and now I'm driving a Chevy Volt. Uh, but Casey, would you recommend that just just down the line that if you've got two vehicles, one of them probably could be a used EV? Absolutely. And I would highly recommend anyone, anytime they are looking at buying a new car, go check it out, out an EV. If you've got the means to buy a new car, great. There's lots of new models coming out. Uh, stop by a dealership. If not, there's a lot of used EVs on, on the market. Uh, one of our show's sponsors, BMW Auto Sales, has a lot on their lot, but there are other uh, used car uh, sales places that have EVs. Check it out. You will really enjoy it. It's great to have as a second car, and some people can even make it uh, work as a primary car, as we do in my family. Yes, that's ev-hybrid.com to get over to BMW's site, and they'll deliver right to you. It, it will be contactless, so I, I highly recommend it. Number three, Casey, is consider a prepay plan with the utility. And we've got about 70,000 people on the prepay, and they're saving about 11%, Casey. They didn't buy a thermostat. They didn't buy an HVAC system. They didn't change out their windows. All they did was change the way that they pay and that they're receiving alerts uh, once a day about their usage. And that's the big one, right? So, you know, the, the amount that they're paying doesn't change on a, a prepay, but it's the fact that you get those alerts and you've got to pay attention to what you're using that actually helps you save money. It's, you know, what you measure gets managed. And this helps people do that in a nice, easy way. It helps you save some money. That's right. Number two is to have your house priced for solar, knowing that We've got a tax credit extension for two years, 26%. And and if you're in a utility territory like I am, like Jackson EMC, they give $400 a kilowatt in terms of a rebate. Casey, I mean, we're teeing this up in our family right now to get a big back porch covered with solar. And I'm going to have you out for my ribbon cutting. With net metering that I put in, uh, as you know, I'm called the solar architect for Georgia, and we put that net metering in there. That really has changed the value proposition, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. A lot quicker payback. And with the extension of the tax credits, um, you can stand to save a lot of money. And there are, are solar companies out there that have financing options that you don't even have to put any money down. So take a look at it. You know, Even if you don't think that you can afford solar, uh, put some calls in, uh, do some research, and, and you might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, three of our shows, three of our sponsors, actually, Solar Sun World, which is down in Eatonton. It's a German-run company. Creative Solar, Russ Seifert and those guys run that in Atlanta. And then Better Tomorrow Solar, Cave uh, Kimone has been on our show before. My my friend Christian works for him. Those are great, great companies. All right, Absolutely. Casey, the last what what's our last recommendation? The the last recommendation is a little bit of log rolling here, Tim. Uh, but I can't believe you're making me say this. But folks, listen to our show. Wake up, pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit back. And hopefully you'll learn something. Hopefully we'll entertain you a little bit and you'll learn about new technologies that can save you money, uh, help you live a more sustainable life and, and maybe some cool things along the way too. Thanks, Casey, as always, for being on. Thank you. Hey, you've been listening to Energy Matters. 
Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Tim Eccles for Marlin Gas Services. As the port continues to grow, more and more trucking companies are using natural gas in their trucks instead of diesel. Marlin Gas Services is helping to usher in this clean opportunity. With their specialized rigs, they create virtual pipelines with all the equipment and expertise to provide reliable, clean natural gas. Marlin Gas is the company that gas utilities, pipeline companies, and industrial facilities turn to. See MarlinGas.com for more information. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMVW Auto Sales. Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. Gas South has a no deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. We interrupt this episode of Energy Matters to take you outdoors. On the road again. Hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I have the privilege of talking with the VP of Government Affairs for LACI, or the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. I've been there, really cool building and even more cool projects uh, that's going on there. So uh, great to have with me Michael Swords. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks, Tim. We're brought together by this conference, but not too far from here is this building, this clean tech incubator that is so unique because it has this element of job training. It has has all these different experiments that are being done. Uh, You've got people that are uh, co-working there. Tell us a little bit about the mission of the clean tech incubator. Well, the mission of what I call LACI, uh, L-A-C-I, the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator, is to support the growth of an inclusive and equitable green economy here in LA. And we do that by providing entrepreneurs and innovators with uh, access to a world-class facility. So it's 60,000 square feet of space. We have 30,000 square feet of co-working, 30,000 square feet of world-class laboratories. We have an advanced prototyping center. Uh, We have a microgrid R&D center. Uh, We have a 175 kilowatt solar farm that powers uh, part of our operations. Um, But more importantly, what we provide are programs that support entrepreneurs. So we have uh, 40 staff. We have seven what we call entrepreneurs in residence, uh, or executives in residence, I should say, who uh, are coaches and mentors and advisors for our companies. And so uh, the entrepreneurs that we bring into what we call our portfolio company program have access to all these coaches, most of whom have uh, C-level experience. Uh, Some of them have C-level experience in multiple uh, organizations. And so uh, they've created a series of programs that are designed to help the companies grow. Uh, we, they you know, talk to them about finance and marketing and legal and HR um, and product development. Man, I love this about what you're doing there. I mean, the fact that you are kind of growing these entrepreneurs and they've got the opportunity to take an idea and to then bounce various aspects of that business off of people that have had experience. That's so cool. But you've also repurposed an old building, too, which is one of the most unique things about this. Tell us a little bit about about the building. Yeah, so we occupy what many people uh, consider to be the finest innovation facility anywhere in the United States. Um, It's a uh, 60,000-square-foot building that was built in 1928, It was a warehouse for the Barker Furniture Manufacturing Company, and it was in use for about 40 years, and then it was vacant for about another 35 years, and um, the city picked it up about eight years ago. They put $40 million into renovating the space, and now it is 
cons- it's its name is the Lacretz Innovation Campus. It's owned by the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, which also makes it very unique because it's it's owned by a publicly owned utility, a municipal utility. You don't see very many municipal utilities anywhere in the United States creating an innovation facility, let alone one of this this scale. In Atlanta, we have this Atlanta Tech Village, this co-working space. But what I was so intrigued about with what you guys are doing out here is that this just just isn't any and everyone co-working. These are people that actually have a, a, a mission towards sustainability, technology, as it turns uh, in terms of clean energy. Tell us a little bit about the parameters for what you have to be doing to be able to get into your building. Well. You have to be a clean tech startup, essentially. So you have to be a company that is focused on developing a product or a service that will make better use and more efficient use of natural resources. That is pretty much our our bar. But in addition to the startups that we have in the space, we also have some organizations that we let into the space because they're supporting the overall ecosystem of sustainability. So the national, uh, or I'm sorry, the U.S. Green Building Council has a, a desk there, the Environmental Defense Fund, the Mayor's Office of Sustainability, uh, the California Air Resources Board, which is arguably the most important subnational climate regulatory agency in the United States. And we've tried to, you know, create a true ecosystem of support around these startups so that um, not only are they getting assistance in building their company, but they're getting the chance to interact with organizations that are trying to create a landscape in which their companies can thrive. You know, one of the things that happened to me after I toured your facility and met with your folks, and I went and saw a facility in Munich on a trip that was similar with, with just clean tech businesses is I went back to Atlanta and said to Cox Enterprises who owns this microphone uh, they own Cox Cable out here they own a number of different media outlets our show is recorded there but I I said to Cox and to Georgia Power uh, because Cox was really standing up this really cool electric mobility facility centered around electric transportation and I I kind of pitched a vision to folks in Atlanta couldn't we do something like they've done in LA or in Munich where we have an area that uh, that attracts companies like Pivot which is Cox facility Georgia Power's electric transportation division and others in Atlanta you know where they can either co-locate or work very close together and is there is there some synergy that happens is there value to being close by what is that yeah I mean, as far as we know, this facility, the Kretz Innovation Campus, is the only incubator in the United States that is co-located with the utility. And that opens up all kinds of opportunities for collaboration between the technical staff and the engineering staff who work for the utility and the entrepreneurs who are trying to create technology that's going to help the ratepayers of the utility save money on their energy and water bill. And so that was the thinking from the very beginning, and that's why the utility got behind this project, was they are mandated by the state to help the ratepayers reduce their energy and water consumption. And they are supporting this ecosystem, which is going to facilitate the development of technology, products, and services that are going to help the ratepayers actually achieve those goals. You know, I saw a couple of really cool businesses out there, PickMySolar.com, which helps folks get uh, multiple bids for solar on their home. If they're, if they give them the companies that, that they need to contact, companies that have been vetted uh, that you can trust. I thought that was cool. Then you had that little lab over there where they had the Cessna airplane that they were putting solar panels uh you know tell us about some of the folks that are that are there that that you've launched and that you've helped to incubate the first company that you mentioned pick my solar they've created an online solar marketplace tim have you ever used kayak for travel i use priceline mostly okay pick my solar has created an online solar marketplace where homeowners who are interested in putting solar on the roof can go online 
and tell the website, okay, I want to offset 100% or 75% or 50% of my energy needs. Pick my solar goes out and gets nine solar contractors to bid against one another for your business and pick my solar estimates that they can drive down the cost of a typical solar installation on a residential home by about 15 to 18 percent so if you're putting on a 20 25 thirty thousand dollar solar system on your roof 15 to 18 percent is some real money and you as a ratepayer or as a homeowner you don't pay anything to pick my solar pick my solar gets their fee from the contractor so you can save a significant amount of money and you don't even have to worry about handling all the negotiations they handle all that for you i'm using pick my solar right now and it's been tremendous i've spent a total of about 45 minutes and i'm going to have a solar system on my roof in two weeks it's been amazing. So oh, I know. Oh, I was going to say. I, I, I said three, but it's nine. I mean, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, they go on, they get nine contractors to bid against, and then they offer you what they believe are the three best bids. You choose which bid you want, and then Pick My Solar handles all of the negotiations and the paperwork. They handle the permitting, they take care of everything. And now they're also expanding into home storage. So not only will they help you get a solar system on your roof, but they'll help you get a solar uh, st- or an energy storage system set up. In our final minute here, where are you going in the future with Lacey, with the LA Clean Tech Incubator? What's ahead? Is it more folks or just continuing your mission of just finding another entrepreneur, launching them, and just doing this over and over again? Well, yeah. I mean, we obviously want to help as many promising startups as we can. Uh, we're constantly looking for the best and the brightest uh, entrepreneurs and startups from not just California, but from wherever they are in the world. So we would love to have, you know, right now we have 20 companies in our portfolio. We have another program called the Innovators Program that has 15. We would love to have 40 or 50 companies in the portfolio this time next year. But we're also trying to have an impact on the Los Angeles outside of just economic. We're trying to make an inclusive and equitable green economy for L.A., and that's one of our big, hairy, audacious goals for the coming years. That's incredible. It's great to have you on the show. Stick around for more tips on how to save money, how to use technology, and to be more sustainable. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com. ev hybrid.com Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Better Tomorrow Solar. Imagine a world powered by sunlight. Imagine your home powered by sunlight. Better Tomorrow Solar has a passion for helping you see this for yourself. They've worked hard to overcome the chief obstacle to solar adoption, its initial cost. In some cases, they can install your solar panels at no cost, then charge a predetermined, stable rate for the energy used. In other cases, Better Tomorrow Solar has creative ways to finance the installation so the monthly payment are lower than the energy savings. Find out more at bettertomorrowsolar.com. That's bettertomorrowsolar.com and see how you make your world better. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMW Auto Sales. Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. 
Gas South has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. We interrupt this episode of Energy Matters to take you outdoors. On the road again. Hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I have the privilege of talking with the VP of Government Affairs for LACI, or the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. I've been there. Really cool building and even more cool projects uh, that's going on there. So uh, great to have with me Michael Swords. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks, Tim. We're brought together by this conference, but not too far from here is this building, this clean tech incubator that is so unique because it has this element of job training. It has it has all these different experiments that are being done. You've got people that are co-working there. Tell us a little bit about the mission of the clean tech incubator. Well, the mission of what I call LACI, uh, L-A-C-I, the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator, is to support the growth of an inclusive and equitable green economy here in L.A. And we do that by providing entrepreneurs and innovators with uh, access to a world-class facility, so it's 60,000 square feet of space, We have 30,000 square feet of co-working, 30,000 square feet of world-class laboratories. We have an advanced prototyping center. Uh, We have a micro-grade R&D center. Uh, We have a 175 kilowatt solar farm that powers uh, part of our operations. Um, But more importantly, what we provide are programs that support entrepreneurs. So we have uh, 40 staff. We have seven what we call entrepreneurs in residence, uh, or executives in residence, I should say, who uh, are coaches and mentors and advisors for our companies. And so uh, the entrepreneurs that we bring into what we call our portfolio company program have access to all these coaches, most of whom have uh, C-level experience. Uh, Some of them have C-level experience at multiple uh, organizations. And so uh, they've created a series of programs that are designed to help the companies grow. Uh, we, they you know, talk to them about finance and marketing and legal and HR um, and product development. Man, I love this about what you're doing there. I mean, the fact that you are kind of growing these entrepreneurs and they've got the opportunity to take an idea and to then bounce various aspects of that business off of people that have had experience. That's so cool. But you've also repurposed an old building, too, which is one of the most unique things about this. Tell us a little bit about about the building. Yeah, so we occupy what many people uh, consider to be the finest innovation facility anywhere in the United States. Um, It's a... uh, 60,000 square foot building that was built in 1928. It was a warehouse for the Barker Furniture Manufacturing Company and it was in use for about 40 years and then it was vacant for about another 35 years and um, the city picked it up about eight years ago. They put $40 million into renovating the space and now it is its name is the LaCrets Innovation Campus. It's owned by the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, which also makes it very unique because it's it's owned by a publicly owned utility, a municipal utility. You don't see very many municipal utilities anywhere in the United States creating an innovation facility, let alone one of this this scale. In Atlanta, we have this Atlanta Tech Village, this co-working space. But what I was so intrigued about with what you guys are doing out here is that this just just isn't any and everyone co-working. These are people that actually have a, a, a mission towards sustainability, technology, as it turns uh, in terms of clean energy. Tell us a little bit about the parameters for what you have to be doing to be able to get into your building. Well. You have to be a clean tech startup, essentially. So you have to be a company that is focused on developing a product or a service that will make better use and more efficient use of natural resources. That is pretty much our our bar. 
But in addition to the startups that we have in the space, we also have some organizations that we let into the space because they're supporting the overall ecosystem of sustainability. So the national, uh, or I'm sorry, the U.S. Green Building Council has a, a desk there. The Environmental Defense Fund, the Mayor's Office of Sustainability, uh, the California Air Resources Board, which is arguably the most important subnational climate regulatory agency in the United States. And we've tried to, you know, create a true ecosystem of support around these startups so that um, not only are they getting assistance in building their company, but they're getting the chance to interact with organizations that are trying to create a landscape in which their companies can thrive. You know, one of the things that happened to me after I toured your facility and met with your folks and I went and saw a facility in Munich on a trip that was similar with, with just clean tech businesses is I went back to Atlanta and said to Cox Enterprises, who owns this microphone, uh, they own Cox Cable out here, they own a number of different media outlets, our show is recorded there, but I, I said to Cox and to Georgia Power, uh, because Cox was really standing up this really cool electric mobility facility centered around electric transportation. And I, I kind of pitched a vision to folks in Atlanta, couldn't we do something like they've done in L.A. or in Munich where we have an area that, uh, that attracts companies like Pivot, which is Cox facility, Georgia Power's electric transportation division, and others in Atlanta you know, where they can either co-locate or work very close together. And is there, is there some synergy that happens? Is there value to being close by? What is that? Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, this facility, the Kratz Innovation Campus, is the only incubator in the United States that is co-located with the utility. And that opens up all kinds of opportunities for collaboration between the technical staff and the engineering staff who work for the utility and the entrepreneurs who are trying to create technology that's going to help the ratepayers of the utility save money on their energy and water bill. And so that was the thinking from the very beginning, and that's why the utility got behind this project, was they are mandated by the state to help the ratepayers reduce their energy and water consumption. And they are supporting this ecosystem, which is going to facilitate the development of technology, products, and services that are going to help the ratepayers actually achieve those goals. You know, I saw a couple of really cool businesses out there, PickMySolar.com, which helps folks get uh, multiple bids for solar on their home if they're if they give them the companies that, that they need to contact companies that have been vetted uh, that you can trust I thought that was cool then you had that little lab over there where they had the Cessna airplane that they were putting solar panels uh, you know t tell us about some of the folks that are that are there that that you've launched and that you've help to incubate. The first company that you mentioned, Pick My Solar, they've created an online solar marketplace. Tim, have you ever used Kayak for travel? I use Priceline mostly. Okay. Pick My Solar has created an online solar marketplace where homeowners who are interested in putting solar on the roof can go online and tell the website, okay, I want to offset 100% or 75% or 50% of my energy needs. Pick My Solar goes out and gets nine solar contractors to bid against one another for your business. And Pick My Solar estimates that they can drive down the cost of a typical solar installation on a residential home by about 15 to 18%. So if you're putting on a 20 25, $30,000 solar system on your roof, 15 to 18% is some real money. And you as a ratepayer or as a homeowner, you don't pay anything to pick my solar. Pick my solar gets their fee from the contractor. So you can save a significant amount of money and you don't even have to worry about handling all the negotiations. They handle all that for you. I'm using Pick My Solar right now, and it's been tremendous. I've spent a total of about 45 minutes, and I'm going to have a solar system on my roof in two weeks. 
It's been amazing. So, oh, I know. Oh, I was going to say. I, I, I said three, but it's nine. I mean, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, they go on, they get nine contractors to bid against, and then they offer you what they believe are the three best bids. You choose which bid you want, and then Pick My Solar handles all of the negotiations and the paperwork. They handle the permitting. They take care of everything. And now they're also expanding into home storage. So not only will they help you get a solar system on your roof, but they'll help you get a solar uh, st- or an energy storage system set up. In our final minute here, where are you going in the future with Lacey, with the LA Clean Tech Incubator? What's ahead? Is it more folks or just continuing your mission of just finding another entrepreneur, launching them, and just doing this over and over again? Well, yeah. I mean, we obviously want to help as many promising startups as we can. Uh, we're constantly looking for the best and the brightest uh, entrepreneurs and startups from not just California, but from wherever they are in the world. So we would love to have, you know, right now we have 20 companies in our portfolio. We have another program called the Innovators Program that has 15. We would love. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Come.